Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. California's clean car plan is here. Last week, the state's clean air regulators unveiled a proposal that would significantly ramp up the sales of electric and zero-emission vehicles while also completely phasing out the sales of new gas-powered vehicles by 2035. This rule, which will be voted on in August, is really important for a couple different reasons. California, once again, continues to do its own thing on climate, given California's buying and standard-setting power, and given that other states follow California, there could be pressure on the Biden administration to do more on its own for climate. So today, Politico's Colby Burmell and I talk about the timeline and details of this plan, and what automakers and environmentalists are saying about it. It's Monday, April 18th. So, Colby, is this plan from the California Air Resources Board the most aggressive EV sales plan we've seen? And can you also break down the timeline of this proposal? Yeah, Josh. Well, it's certainly the most aggressive that I've seen. And that's also because it's the first plan of its kind in the United States. You know, back in 2020, when there were some major wildfires raging across the state, Governor Newsom, he came out with this total surprise executive order and calling for the state to stop the sale of all new gas cars by 2035, which at the time was a 15-year window. And now the state is finally coming out with its proposal that would basically give automakers a nine-year ramp-up window to start phasing in ZEVs. And so starting in 2026, automakers would have to have 35% of their new sales be ZEVs, followed by 68% in 2030, and then 100% in 2035. And that percentage amount slowly increases every year. Right. And what are automakers saying about the goal as far as how achievable this is? We know they're moving in this direction as far as their investments. Do they see this timeline as attainable? And then on the other side, environmentalists, from my understanding, think there could be even quicker timelines here. So what's their concern? Yeah, it's a funny situation for CARB, which is the California Air Resources Board. They're in between a rock and a hard place because, as you said, automakers are saying that they are supportive of this new industry shift that was largely done by California because it does set the standard for higher Clean Air Act requirements that many other states do follow. But the automakers said that this would be, quote, extremely challenging even in California. And they also warned that it might not be attainable in the other states that have less rules in place or don't have much of an auto presence. And environmentalists, they say that, you know, with the climate crisis, like is only getting worse. You know, California is back in drought now for three years with all those things in mind. And given these frontline communities that are being harmed by auto emissions, environmentalists are saying that the state should make it 2030 instead of 2035 for that 100 percent deadline. And remind us again, where is California as far as its percentage of zero emission vehicle sales? Yes, I believe that it's about 12% according to the latest figures. And so that would be more than a double jump, of course, getting to 2026 in a few years of that starting point, like a 35%. 
And yeah, and you mentioned that California is seen as this leader in the transportation space. I mean, how, how do we expect this effort to set the bar for the broader auto industry? And I think it's about 15 other states tend to follow California's moves. Do, do we expect that to happen here? Yeah, we could see other states adopt a similar, if not maybe a slowed down timeline potentially for when automakers have to increase their sales. But automakers, as you know, have been committing to that 2035 timeline themselves. And so they might as well stick with what California is proposing, you know, with California setting that tone back in 2020. So we'll have to see whether these interim years, whether those targets are either increased or decreased. But it does seem like 2035 is kind of both the public and private sector consensus much like the mid-century net zero target for 2050 is in the climate space. Right. So what challenges remain to actually persuade consumers to buy the electric vehicles in line with these targets? We need to see lots more build out of the charging infrastructure. There still is lots of range anxiety, even in California that does have a decent amount of chargers. We need to see lots more incentives to purchase said vehicles. And California already does have pretty generous incentives, but they probably need to be even more to get many buyers over the finish line. And as Carb said, the used EV market also needs to be fleshed out more too. And that's kind of a worrisome spot because, of course, batteries degrade over time. And so how to ensure that those cars are still worth buying used And so one of the things that CARB wants to do is to basically have quality assurance measures going forward with these new EVs to make sure that they retain most of their range and to have a pretty extended warranty. Also, across the country in New York City, Canadian hydropower is on its way. State regulators last week cleared the path for a new transmission line to deliver Canadian hydropower to New York City powering more than 1 million homes with clean energy. The transmission line, which is expected to be constructed by 2025, is a significant step for the state as it looks to meet its mandate for slashing emissions 40% by 2030. For context, New York City is almost entirely powered by fossil fuels, making it a prime target for efforts to cut greenhouse gases. But the city's density and the difficulty of siting large energy projects has made it difficult to clean up the city's air. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.